When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. Banger of an episode today. Paul Feig, director of Bridesmaids, The Heat, Spy, Unaccompanied Minors, um, the, A Simple Favor, Last Christmas, and the new number one movie on Netflix in the world, The School for Good and Evil, starring Charlie Stair and Kerry Washington and Adam Ray. Paul Feig is a legend and a staple of the business. He's a master storyteller, uh, a hilarious dude. His story into the business is bonkers, a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director. We get into everything. He's become a, a really sweet pal of mine, and uh, he made time. We did it live from the Feed Co. offices, the Feed Co. offices in Hollywood, uh, and uh, and it was awesome. About uh, almost 90 minutes of, uh, of, of, of talking shop and movie making. And uh, and we talked about making a movie about a plane that had to make an emergency landing because of a horrendous poop that was made on on board uh, a, a film we titled Poop Plane. We talk about that. We talk about uh, making the School for Good and Evil. We talk about uh, writing uh, movies, directing his acting days. Uh, some fun stories from the Heat. Some fun Jason Statham stories from Spy. It's a banger, and uh, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Follow Paul Feig on Instagram and Twitter at Paul Feig. He also has a gin out called Artingstall's Brilliant London Dry Gin. It's delicious. I've had it. He gave me a bottle. Um, I've always been a uh, a decent gin guy. Uh, this shit is fucking delicious. Get it wherever you get your booze. Artingstall's London uh, Brilliant London Dry Gin from Mr. Paul Feig and. November 15th, which is tomorrow, uh, his book, Cocktail Time, is available everywhere where books are sold. This book is a beautifully designed cocktail and lifestyle guide with hilarious stories from Paul's life. You gotta go get it. It's incredible. The dude just doesn't stop. Tonight, I will be on Watch What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy Cohen. Check that out. Uh, And then this uh, Saturday, I will be in Evansville, Indiana with Sal Volcano. Come out and see us, Evansville, Indiana, Saturday night, 7 p.m., and then, holy shit, uh, Rich Eisen, November 22nd. I'll be on Rich Eisen's show, November 22nd. That is the day that Welcome to Chippendales drops on Hulu. Check that out. I'm in that show. I can't wait for you to see it. Killer cast, killer show. Check it out. Of course, Young Rocks. Uh, new episodes of Young Rock every Friday on NBC. Check that out. Also, this Thursday, my episode of Welcome to Flatch drops. I play Jamie Presley's douchey ex-husband on Welcome to Flatch this Thursday on Fox, so check that out. Also, tour dates, December 11th, Snoqualmie Casino in Seattle, Washington. I'll be headlining Snoqualmie Casino December 11th. Come out and see your boy. Uh, December 22nd and 23rd, Portland, Oregon. 
I'll be in Portland at Helium Comedy Club for three shows, December 22nd and 23rd. Come out and see me. Cannot wait. And then, of course, Vegas for New Year's, December 29th through the 31st at the Laugh uh, at the Laugh Fact at the Law Factory, Tropicana in Las Vegas, December 29th through the 31st. Come out and see your boy. And then, of course, 2023 is stacked with tour dates. Come out and see me all over uh, this great country of ours. Uh, we're going to Chicago. We're going to San Diego. We're going to uh, West Palm Beach. We're going to Fort Lauderdale. I cannot wait for you guys to come out and see me. New material, uh, new cities, same voice. Let's go. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. 2023, AdamRayComedy.com on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And uh, a lot of banger episodes coming up. Jamie Presley, Adam Devine, Jason Biggs, Fahim Anwar. It doesn't stop. Subscribe. Tell your friends. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe. Tell your friends, your families, your lovers, your enemies. And now that we got all the bullshit out of the way, enjoy this episode with the one and only Paul Feig. Hey, it's Herbert. Guys, welcome back to the About Last Night. I don't know if you can see, but we are not on, uh, not in the studio today. Mm-hmm. We are um, in the uh, in a staple of Hollywood, I guess you could say. Yes. Right. Yeah. Totally. We're, this is where it all happens. This is where it all happens. We're we're in the magic factory. This is Hollywood. If right. this would be like where, um, like if you did a podcast at Walt Disney's uh, office, or where I. I wonder where, like, maybe the Magic Kingdom? Is this the equivalent? Is this... Yeah. This is sort of the semi... What ride Slightly would... <laughs> less magical kingdom. <laughs> what I get, What ride would uh, would the uh, FICO office be? Like, what world? I guess tomorrow, Tomorrowland? I oh. like to come in hot with the uh, big questions right out of the game. I know. Ball. You're even blowing my mind already there, Adam. <laughs> uh, well, it could be the Haunted Mansion. Because <laughs> there are some... Well, actually, I, I've tried to... Is this to... place haunted? Uh, well, that, um, well, that portrait behind you is from Ghostbusters, actually. So technically, Holy I guess shit. it's definitely not haunted by my less successful projects because I've taken <laughs> all those posters off the wall. No way. Yes. Now, <laughs> well, now let's let's let's. What do you speak of, by the way? Because I feel like people think of uh, Figo and Paul Feig and they think of just <laughs> just monster ramp, hits, rampant success. Exactly. Well, you have the number one movie in the uh, world right now, um, The School for Good and Evil. Thank you, sir. Which, uh, like I told you, I've watched three times, and I probably watch again i didn't realize how many and it's interesting to me that you say oh you just still when you come out with something even as um you know fulfilled as you feel from completing it that you're still just like you don't know how people are gonna perceive it no but you probably watched it how many times before it Oh, you know, when you're when you're working on a movie, you've seen it a gazillion times. And it's funny, like I always I love watching my movies when we're putting them together and then when it's finished and we do put them from an audience, it's yeah. so much fun. But then at the premiere, as we're watching the premiere, I then go like I'm never gonna watch this movie again. No way. And I and I don't. <laughs> but are there parts that you still like will get excited for yeah. or oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's I especially get excited when like the music and the action and the story all line up together in yes. a scene. And we have a big like battle scene at the end that we yes. have this cover of Britney Spears Toxic. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, whenever that comes up, I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and you have your hand in all that stuff, right? Like even yeah. picking those tunes for oh, each. Yeah. That's hugely important to me. The, the music 
music stuff is really good. Yeah, I work with, you know, I have a great uh, music editor uh, in Paul Chandler on this movie, mm. and then Erica Weiss works with me too. So they bring me stuff, and actually Paul found that. Uh, it, it's by a band called Two Way, uh, and it was just this amazing thing. I was like, what is that? And he goes, oh, it's a cover of Toxic. And we had it in, in one little section of the of that fight. I was just like, put it in the whole thing, and yeah. that just changed the whole Whole tone. And people don't know this about Paul Feig. They know he's a, uh, a cinematic wizard, a uh, master storyteller, yes. a, uh, a, a dapper dandy, there you go. but also a huge Britney Spears fan. Like, people don't know that you yeah. stood outside the courthouse. Yeah, I did. Every I was day. Like, Let Britney go. Let Britney go. Le- leave her alone. That you was were, me. and I was pe- crying under a blanket. <laughs> people, I was just going to say you were the free Britney kid. I was. Exactly. I love that you've seen I that aged video. very poorly. <laughs> but, uh, Gracefully. Uh, Wait, that's I love that you've seen that. Do you feel like I feel like you do have your finger on the pulse of what's cool and what's going down? But like, do you have a YouTube rabbit hole or are there things when Paul Feig needs to take a break from which I know? I mean, you are like, fuck, I feel like I'm jamming on all cylinders, but it's like you which and God bless you for taking time to do this today. I love you. Anything for you. Adam. I really appreciate it. Um like you said, when when you wrapped me, uh, our fourth movie together, which is great. Yep, I didn't exactly. get blown up this time, which is a victory. <laughs> just got hit in the head with a frying pan. Just got hit in the head with a frying pan. Over which, and over and over again. Which I love the take that you use because... Um, uh, she really cleaned your clock on that one. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be lasting effects. But it's for comedy, so it's all good. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But she... Uh, it was funny because she... Um, uh, uh, the name of the actress again who played uh, Sophie? Sophia Ann Caruso. Brilliant. Yeah. Both of them, by the way, and we'll talk about that. You, you guys, you crushed the casting, man. Thank People you. were uh, so on point. Hmm. But she kept, she was so politely like, how hard? Do you, and I was like, fucking go for it. Like, I, because I feel like if you're going to hold back, it's going to look weird. Right. So just really, I'll just try to flex my head, I think I said, which she looked at me weird, you know, and I was like, fuck, that's probably not the right impression to make. She was like, I don't think you can do that. I was like, I do comedy. She's like, okay. I got a soft head. I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, uh, but it, I definitely remember the face I made. I mean, I didn't see, you know, any daily of it, but when I saw what you used, I was like, oh, that was the one where it really yeah. stung a bit. Yo, no, totally. I, I've had that when I was an actor. Like, I'd always go like, you know, like hit, no, hit me. Like, there was one I, when I was on the Jackie Thomas show, Tom Arnold's show, and I was working with uh, um, uh, uh, Ann Kuzak, mm. uh, and she had and to were, slap me. You were acting on the show. Oh, okay, the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she was supposed to slap me, and I was just like, like really slap me. It's gonna not be good if if you know you don't. It's gonna look fake. And we're in front of a live audience. Yeah. She hauled off and hit me so fucking hard <laughs> that like it, you have that thing. You probably had it too, where like you kind of you blank. You, your brain goes blank for yes. like a, a nanosecond. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck? But it's hilarious, you know. All for the comedy. All for the comedy. No, you got well, well, you know when I um. When Spy was up for a Golden Globe, they asked me. They asked me to help present. So it was it was uh, um, Melissa McCarthy yes. and, and Jason Statham and myself. Yes, and we. I Mary this. fuck kill by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean oh, that oh, is oh, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, don't I kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so nobody else has to has to fuck me. Yeah. Um, I guess you fuck Statham, right? Yeah, I mean you know Melissa and, and Jay are both bringing a lot to the table. But I uh, when I met Statham at the uh, the at the Fico uh, uh, house. Uh, for a, yeah. for a holiday party, I was immediately transfixed by the man's aura. Yeah, um, I didn't think I was going to be. Uh, you know, uh, I felt. I even though I'm a bit 
a few inches taller, I felt very inferior. Well, yeah, no, he is. Uh, he is it's so charismatic. It, yeah, it's unbelievable. He was walking out, and I go, and you were so kind, and we were just kind of closing down uh, the the night. I think you, me, Jess Chafin, and, uh, yeah. and your sweet wife, wife Lori, and, and a few other peeps, and and he walks out, and you go, oh, Adam, uh, me, Jason, and uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, is you in the movie? And I go, oh yeah, it was uh, the guy. He goes, hey, you're floating around on that robot. Huh? And I go, yeah, dude. I was, I th- thank you for remembering me. He's like, yeah, I remember everything. And I was like, what an awesome statement thing to say on the way out. I remember everything. But he's the guy in the movie who says, I fucking made it about the suit. So it only tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him so much. He's the greatest. No, so we were okay, so, yeah. so I, they, I wrote this bit where it was going to be like, we come out and then Statham's basically saying he did everything on the movie. Yes. And, and Melissa and I are like, well, actually. And so I'm supposed to go like, well, actually. And then he's supposed to kind of grab me and yeah. shut me up. Yeah, yeah. So he was the same thing. He was like, oh, I don't want to hurt you, Paul. I said like, Jason, if you don't fucking tear my head off, it's not going to, the joke's not going to land. No way. And so, which by the way, this is, I mean, he's, I don't think I've seen him in a funnier or a comedy mm. since Spy. So this is obviously like your domain. So like, did he, go, did, was he receptive? Was oh, it, yeah, all he, right. Yeah. He, he, we got along so great. He yeah. really trusted me and stuff. But you know, yeah, so, so we're doing it. I go like, well, Jason actually, and he, he like <laughs> roundhouses me or like, or not, I mean, like gets me around the neck and yanks me down, but it's really funny. But in, in the audience, everybody just goes like, Oh, which is kind of like, that's not the response. I was no, looking for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want them to feel bad for me. I know they're really worried. I know but, it's uh, like when I played it up. Yeah. When I first started doing jokes about, uh, my uh, folks divorce. It was like the first, it, it, was, it was maybe two years in and people were like, yeah, talk about your real life and what you know. And, yeah. and so I did this joke where I would get on stage and I'd go, uh, it's great to be here. Man, this feels a lot like my Little League games because my dad's not here. <laughs> great. I wish that was the response I got. It always got split. Oh, Yeah. And I go, it's fine. They're not getting back together, which made them just go, oh, it's not over it. And I was like, fuck. I- hey, good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quickest two minutes ever. Um, so uh, you guys were, were, I know you were, I, I came in at the very and I, I feel like of, yeah, we we shot some new scenes for for the school for good and evil. Um, yeah, I, I remember you sent me an email. You're like, apparently, we're getting a lot of notes from Netflix saying there's not enough uh, right. uh, Ray in here. There's right. not enough. We need to. They're do, like, there's a presence missing. There's a presence missing. We need a Jewish guy for diversity. Right. Um, exactly. One who's circumcised, preferably. There and you you're like, I only know one. <laughs> and Statham is circumcised, but it's you know that was for a different reason. That was a dare. And um, so, uh, but I know it was you guys shot all over the place and. One thing, and I've said this, I said this on the uh, red carpet too, and every person that wanted to gab it up with me, mm-hmm. like you, Jim Henson to me is like one of my idols, right? Yeah. And you uh, possess a lot of the same qualities where okay. you are a master storyteller. Mm-hmm. You also take, you, you, there's nothing seems too big to you. Like right. you are such a uh, true dreamer in this world and you like <laughs> shoot big because like, I was so blown away by, and I know everybody was, why it's the number one movie in the world, School Hmm. for Good and Evil, streaming now on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Thank you. That it was like, it was so like, holy shit. But then also, like I told you when you walked in, I was like, yeah, but duh, because it's you. (laughs) But I don't know even how you begin to start the process of like uh, getting interested in the story, uh, obviously, Mm. is like what's first. But then- do you lay out a big blueprint like Muppet Caper style where you're like looking at everything being like, all right, we know how to, we now know all the things we need to achieve to make right. this happen. And is it ever overwhelming? I mean, it's always slightly overwhelming. You're always kind of like, oh shit. But but you just kind of go, you know, one day at a time, one right. scene at a time, one line at a time. And wow. you just kind of take it that way. But no, I mean, this was a tough one because it's a giant book, you know, that we had to pare down to, 
two hours and 15 minutes long or whatever. But, you know, if we shot the whole book, it would be 10 hours long. The book is how long? Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, it's like four or 500 pages. Wow. But it's also just a ton of stuff. And yeah, yeah, It's yeah. all really inventive and yeah. clever and stuff. You know, but you, you know, we couldn't do it all. It would cost a bazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's more just kind of wrangling it down. But then also you're dealing with the fact that it's got, like, millions of fans. So you're kind of going, okay, let's make sure we get the fan service in. But then also we got to bring in way more people than our fans of the books to make it, a, you know, a giant hit for Netflix. Oh, yeah. So then you got to make sure that – you, you know what? I, I have a real problem with movies where I go like, I don't know what's going on. They go, oh, well, you have to know the book. You have to know the comic strip, you know? And it's like, oh, well, it's a movie. Like, I don't want to have to do studying yeah. before I go to see a movie. Yeah. So there's like, okay, how do we bring people along? But so that it was a big tightrope walk that way. So was it the story? Did you read the book or did somebody, obviously, mm. I know you got people coming at you all the time with, you know, like, hey, this is something we should maybe right. take a look at. Was it one of those things or- no, this was this got sent to me as a script from from it had been being developed for like seven years. Wow, at Universal, and then when Scott Stuber went from Universal over to Netflix, he brought it with him. Cool, it, yeah, it was kind of a pet project for him, and then it got sent to me, and I thought the script, script was really good. But then I went in and did a ton of work on it over yeah. the you know two and a half years that we were doing it. People don't realize that too about you how great of a writer you are, and mm -hmm. I and you should get your credit on that because you, I mean it, just give me some of the films that you've uh, a written, but then also gone in on and done like other passes on, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I always do passes on, on every movies I do. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spy, I've got the, the writing credit on that, yes. and, and Ghostbusters co-writing with with Katie Dippold. But yes. you know, th then yeah, I, I kind of you know you, you have to when you're a, a director, you're in charge of everything. You know, I remember um, you know one of the DPs I worked with in the past was uh, saying he he DP'd for like a, an actor who got to direct, mm -hmm. and, and I said, oh, how'd that go? And said, well, it, it was a bummer because they got stuck with a kind of a bad script, and like. You you don't get stuck with a bad script as a director. You, your job is to fix the script as much as it is just to direct the movie. Wow. Yeah. But I guess not everybody. I mean, just the same way that maybe like a comic is is on stage and and you know deals with it. they're having a heckler situation and yeah. they're like, well, maybe I'm not equipped to handle that, and they either kick them out or they ignore it, and it's like. Well, and and they can, you know, their yeah. argument can be, well, I don't do crowd work, or I'm, I'm just a comic that wants to do my stuff, and it's like, well, unfortunately, that's also a part of the deal. Yeah, that you, you know, that the 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 audience is trusting that you yeah. have it under control. So if they're watching you not handle it, yeah. Is, does that make sense? Oh, right? totally. Like, I mean, total sense. No, you have to be the complete package. You can't be like, oh, I can't do this and that. You know, no I, one's going. Oh, the script was bad, and well, he he didn't have a chance to change. Yeah, it no, or, trust or me. Make it better. No, the only person who gets blamed if something doesn't work is the director. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. You know. So, but I, you know, I like that. I like the challenge of that. It just means you got to work really hard. You know. But look, I work with great writers, and so you know, I, you know, I give my notes to to the the writers, and they do their pass, and, and then it's kind of at the end, then I'll go in and do my stuff, or or I'll go in and do something and give it back to them right you know because I, I don't like the idea of, of taking scripts away from writers yeah know? i just think that's shitty and i also like to have the writers on the set with me does it have to be yeah that's one thing i i love that you do that's i mean and again having that collaborative mindset which i feel like you're so uh you really set a nice tone for that a just on set you're just always in a sweet uh you know bubbly uh you know uh, horny mood that um your back is horny yeah yeah no you're, you're just so kind and it and it really sets the tone for everybody i mean like you talk to me the same way i'm sure you talk to charlise and yeah. and carrie and it's like and that just goes a long way and makes people comfortable um but and also allows and one thing you you told me that you know, even though uh, you know my my time was brief, but you did it on the heat when we first met, where you go, I want you. I think I was I mentioned this before, where I was talking about maybe doing an accent, and yeah. you go, 
I want you to have all your weapons at your disposal yeah. and like be and not have to go through another filter of something. Totally. And is that something that you have always kind of um, preached and like, yeah. did you have that on this movie? And even when we were doing again with my scene, I was like this whole character thing. And you were like, dude, you <laughs> are enough and what you're doing, like, trust me. And it's like, and, and I didn't fight it, but I just was like, whoa, it was so cool that I was so set on this. Mm. And I think it is appropriate to come in with oh, an totally. idea, right? Oh, no. You want somebody to come in with an idea. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse. So you can shows change up it like, feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very much so. I want to shit all over your idea. <laughs> I would say I, all I do is crush dreams every day. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm really hung up on, on the idea of like, I want, I don't want you having to think about something else mm. other than what you're doing and how to, you know, how to be funny or what you're, you know ad lib might be right. or how you're going to surprise the other actor right. or just being in the moment. The only kind of the only actor I think I've ever worked with who I was fine with them doing whatever they wanted accent wise is Rose Byrne because she's just so good at it. Yeah. And it almost makes her more focused on the character for mm. some reason because she's such a complete actor that it becomes she becomes that person by having that accent. And so I never worry about it with her, but everybody else I usually try to talk out of it. Yeah. Do you um do you get uh, I mean you've you've directed now like just so many gangsters and legends in <laughs> our business that I I mean Carol Washington and Charlize and yeah. Fishburne to me are just like I, I they're just again there's just we have so many greats that you're like you almost like when he walked up onto the red carpet I was like oh fucking yeah like I, I know. you know there's just so many really amazing people that that I'm like man you the, the Mount Rushmore could be very deep of how many yeah. uh, great uh, uh, actors we have but is there a different is there any part of you that I guess a fans out a little or gets excited or nervous like is there a different approach versus like a obviously like versus like a Melissa McCarthy versus a, a Charlie Theron right. but like and obviously the the, the role and, and the circumstances are always different, but like, do you sit down and, and have to like, do, do you watch old movies? Do you like try to figure out things that you want to go? I, they do this one thing and I want to maybe get them to not right. do that. No, I, no. By the time I hire them, I know that I like them as a complete package yeah. and I want their creativity, you know? So I am always nervous. I mean, you know, when a big star shows up, it's you, know, you have to play it so cool. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's going on? You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, inside you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, please don't look like an idiot in front of Charlize Theron, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and Carrie Washington. Uh, you know, and I hadn't worked with with uh, Lawrence. I didn't know. Like, Carrie and, and, and Charlize, I'd worked with Charlize mm. on Arrested Development, yes. you know, and then Carrie I'm just friendly with. Cool. But Lawrence I'd never met, and so wow. that was really nerve-wracking. But he's the sweetest guy in the world. Totally. So, you know, I, I find, like – like most of the stars are just really, really nice. They're there to work and they respect when you kind of respect their process and want to make them look good. And I'm, you know, I'm not the guy who comes, you do this, you do, you know, and I think right. a lot of directors kind of do that. And so sometimes, you know, certain actors will get a reputation of, oh, they're tough to work with. And I'm always like, yeah, but what were the circumstances? They were tough. Yeah. And every time I work with somebody who had that reputation, they've been wonderful because I'm not coming in going like, you know, it's all about trust. If right. they don't trust you, then sure, they're going to get weird because you could make them look i can make anybody look terrible on sure. screen if i wanted to yeah but why the fuck would i want to do yeah that? uh okay so the story so you read the script and you were like i i dig this let me yeah. just go in and put some fig on it <laughs> and then and then what's the and and if and if you're um bored and talking about the whole process we no. can move on but i'm, I'm just like so it. this was such a big endeavor and you just crushed it so hard Thanks. and so i'm just so curious about all the facets of the beginning to end so yeah. so you then um 
so then then it's like all right we're gonna do this right so then yeah. you lock in and then what is kind of the next thing you line up i mean well you start i mean it, it all kind of happens at the same time so like you get it i like I, I oh i want to come on board here's the things i want to change but we kind of start the process and then it, in tandem with that it's like okay i gotta get my production designer i gotta get my costume designer yep. you know we got to start figuring out what the look of this is because then i'm gonna feed off of that when i'm doing my rewrites and when i'm coming up with new stuff that i want to do or figuring out what i want to add from the book or Right. away they're weighing in at the same time so it, it it's all kind of moving as a mass of we're inspiring each other as we're going forward right. and it's starting to become more clear in my head what it needs to be and what what needs to be added and what we don't need is it nice that you have a i mean when you're at this level like you can truly be thinking of almost anything because you know that there's going to be a way to get it done is that does that well, add to the creative freedom or no I, I mean honestly the, the problem is you can't though i mean you know no matter what budget level you're at there's stuff you can't do sure. you can't get and it's constantly i'm constantly being told like okay you just add to this this is way too expensive or, yeah you know, if you want that then you got to lose this and so like oh. so no i mean there's nothing worse i found like in my career i've had a couple of times when you get like a blind script deal which sounds like the greatest because it's basically saying well, write what you want that's the hardest thing in the world yeah. because I'd rather somebody go like, okay, you got a bus and you know, in a in a donut shop and yeah. four actors. And Jared you know. from Subway. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Let's we've got to pull him out. Uh, <laughs> he needs some acting work. Let's get him out of prison. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but I think those rules and those those you know guardrails are better for creativity because when you can just the sky's the limit, it gives you a little more structure. Uh, yeah, I, if, at least for me, totally. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the effects. I know these guys did. I mean, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. Gravity. Um, I mean, I think yeah. most of the Marvel, I mean, some of the craziest effects I feel like, and different too, like yeah. there's like, I don't know if that was intentional. I'm sure it was, but like, I just felt like I was seeing so many things where I'm like, and then the makeup too. I mean, Sophie, mm. like it, towards oh, yeah. that was like transformation was just so good. Yeah. It, um, and I love that type of shit. Like it, it's, it immediately made me think of, um, I guess just seeing a, a girl get turned in, uh, to, to look like that was, um, remember the movie witches that Henson oh, yeah. did with Angelica yeah, totally. Houston. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it was, was so good and so appropriate for what was happening. And, um, how, uh, do you immediately go to them for the effects? Was it like, all right, we know we want this to go? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, that's what the one of the other members of the team I had to get right away is my uh, VFX supervisor, right? Who I got, Eric Norby, who's amazing. You know, and it's you go into all these movies going like, okay, what, what? Let's make sure we don't do something or try to do something that hasn't been done before. You know, and so that becomes the hardest part because everything's been done, especially in the superhero world, right? So everything you think you come up with, and it's like, oh no, that was in Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> you know, you're like, but I had the idea. And I didn't know it, so it yeah. isn't it now original because yeah. I had it without them. They're like, no, everybody's going to think you ripped that off. It's like, God damn it. So so you kind of build that way. And, you know, we just have a lot of things like we want to look like this. We don't want to look like this. This one was very, you know, driven by let's how do we not make this look like Harry Potter? Because, you know, it's oh, not yeah. a magical school. So it's going to get the, you know, get oh, the, the comparison uh, no matter what. The um, what's it, it wasn't a hawk, but what the bird that oh, came oh, out of that girl's oh, the, uh, uh, tattoo. Oh, the, 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 uh, the demon, the flaming yeah. demon. Yeah, that was fucking insane. And yeah. also what I I loved about it too is it didn't just yeah. um this is when she's uh trying to uh you know kind of intimidate uh sophie and they're kind of getting into it and, yeah. and uh at the school for evil and, and she's um <laughs> it, it didn't just like pop out like it took it a minute it tears out of her skin yeah it's yeah. like really like as soon as that was happening i was like oh they're taking their time with us so you can really see it which is great because <laughs> i feel like if it just happened quick you're like oh it almost feels like a lazy effect because it right. obviously takes more time and effort to see it like, you know, pushing on the skin and yeah. then to break out and then to see what it was, was, uh, 
In, in, and that's the kind of thing like, I mean, you know, how much goes into a moment like that? I mean, you oh know, God. first, you know, the idea was you know, the concept of like, oh, it's going to be under, it's going to rip out. And then just the, uh, over and over again, like the skin snapped back too fast. Now it snapped back too slow. Should it cauterize when it goes back? Like how it is. But I love that stuff. It's really fun. But yeah. you, I mean, you're just reviewing that stuff and making micro notes for months and months and months. And, yeah. you know, you're driving a whole team of people somewhere <laughs> crazy where there's like, fuck him. God damn it, this looks great. And like, what's his problem now? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I know Eric hears all that stuff. But, you know, I'm the director, so everything gets reported back. Oh, no, they're fine. It's like, I know that people are just cursing my name oh, yeah. somewhere. Can we, I'm sorry, Eric, but can we get 80 more Bs? It just didn't feel like <laughs> oh, enough I'm Bs. You. Oh, no. It's like, the lighting's weird. Can we, can you close that hole? And they're like, but you oh, got to be, right? I mean, that's that yeah. type of perfectionism. I feel like you. Yeah. I and mean, honestly, even I still kind of go, like, uh, do we, do we get it? You know, you just never know because, you know, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I'm very nervous about that. Oh, I've heard uh, Burr talk about. Um, uh, it, is it okay that Paul's uh, angle like this, right? For the camera, are we good? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Oh, oh you're good. Oh, yeah, you're good. I've even heard. No, no, no be right. comfy. <laughs> oh, I just want to make sure the camera's still catching. I figured Mo would say something. You guys met, by the way, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, we good. go way back. Yeah, you matched on Tinder two hours ago. <laughs> uh, Burr even talking about how, like, you know, yeah, you finish it and then you're just like, you know, there's a, a, a week later, a day later, that night, you're just like, fuck. Didn't. Yeah. For, added something like there's it's a never i'm sure that every creative person who's you know taken on something like this that really uh you know takes a lot of time and effort has the shoulda woulda coulda right? oh totally you always i mean you know the, the the phrase in the industry is you don't finish a movie they just take it away from you you know and it's kind of whoa. or you just run out of time whoa and that was kind of for us but i i, I actually felt really good i, I was uh, you know i, I really you know, it, you keep wanting to be hard on something. You're kind of like, I don't know if I've got anything else to add to this. Yeah. Really. You know, uh, the casting, uh, like I said, was on point. Hmm. Um, you're involved in all facets. Was that a, uh, did you, are you writing uh, or, or do you see people right away when you're doing any project? Or? Sometimes you do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always try to write without anybody in mind so I can just make sure the character's right. And I also want to get love my that. heart set on somebody because then if they're, you know, if you tailor it for somebody, then you can't get them. Let me talk about that for a second because I've heard a lot where people go like writing you know, maybe TV, whatever, but like with somebody in mind so that you can like write in their voice. Yeah. And you'll have a character's image, loosely based. You'll have an image of somebody in your voice, in, in your head when you're writing. And sometimes it's somebody famous. Sometimes it's somebody you worked with. Sometimes it's an amalgamation of, of people that, you know, sometimes someone from your past. Mm. It's all about how do you, how can you make sure you're creating a three dimensional character? Right. But yeah, again, you don't want to fall in love with something unless you know this person's under contract. I'm writing specifically for them. Then you go the other way, and then it's just like you know, I go out with them and hang, you know, have dinner and drinks yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. and go like get. I want to get their voice. I want to know their voice, how they talk, and try to show them in a way that an audience hasn't seen them. You know, like what we right. did with like Hemsworth on Ghostbusters and yeah, Statham, yeah, yeah. Statham on, on you know. Well, although Statham and Spy was just like, how can we just take everything you're known for and crank it up to like like a thousand? <laughs> Holy shit! Did he even? That what couldn't have been an audition or was it? Is there a tape out there of him? No, no. no. I mean, the, well, actually in this very room that we're sitting at, he came in and just, I just like to have them one at a time kind of just read through their lines so I can hear if it sounds right. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he, so he sat down and goes like, should I try to be funny? I said like, Jason, treat this like this is the most serious movie you've ever made. He's like, oh, okay, I got it. Oh, and he just started reading it. Every line he read, we were just, it was Melissa and I were here. We were just on the floor. And so he read every single line. And then I was like, Jason, <laughs> put the script away. Don't look at it again until we get to the set. It's perfect. <laughs> wow. But then we just knew we were going to write a bunch of other jokes for him, you know. Yeah, his delay. did. And that you're, that's such great direction because 
he was so fucking funny. Yeah. And, but, but I almost in that way where you're like, oh, I don't know if this character realizes he's being that funny right. because he is trying to deliver it straight. And you're like, don't go for the joke almost. I mean, totally. I think he's got a sense of like, oh, no, he's funny. He's yeah. Got, I mean, look, you, you see the crank movies. Of course. He knows he's funny. 1000%. Yeah, totally. I mean, those movies are so fucking yeah. bananas. Yeah, that yeah. honestly made me go, okay, he's going to kill on this because wow. he's so funny in those movies. But it's because it's crazy. And that, you, uh, Spy, I know, uh, for my short time over there was over in Budapest yeah. and uh but and that was just there or all over uh, Europe as well no I, we were all in Budapest except we'd splintered off into Rome and to Paris just right. for like literally connective tissues right the car driving past the Colosseum right you know that kind of thing and School for Good and Evil uh was mostly also mostly Belfast we shot we, we did additional photography to shoot the the that opening the battle between the two brothers mm -hmm. and we shot that actually back in Budapest and then shot in LA for some of the stuff that we did with you and um and then we were somewhere oh then in London we shot just a couple of things in London. Do you, um, is it one of those things, you know how like you hear that Sandler, uh, you know, will uh, take certain projects so that like, you know, blended, we can go to take his family to Africa or do mm -hmm. grownups in, you know, uh, in the East Coast and so they can have all his buddies be, or, you know, um, mm -hmm. just go with it in Hawaii, which, you know, smart to do stuff where you can go. Yeah. Is that ever a part of the, uh, or is it just like this makes the most sense? I'm always curious why certain locations, especially overseas, get picked. Well, it, it always comes down to tax reasons. Yeah. What kind of tax break you can get. But, but it's also, you're like, oh, cool. You know, like when I did the movie last Christmas, you know. So it, good, by it, the way. Oh, thank you. Oh, my, my God. Thank yeah. You. Well, when that came in, it was just like, you know, I, my wife had been wanting to live in London forever and we, she and I both love it. And um, I was supposed to do a movie that shot in L.A. and she was kind of like bummed out because she likes to go to location. Mm. And so Emma Thompson out of the blue sent me that script. And I was like, oh, I love this script. And hey, guess what? We can actually live in London for a year. And so oh, she was happy and I, I enjoyed it. And um, Wait, so you got to break when you broke that to, uh, to Lori, was she just like. Oh, she was so happy. I mean, holy shit. Although now she won't leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you guys have been over there for a Yeah, bit. no, now she's she's just, she says, I'm never coming back to L.A. And we, I'm living in London now. I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I still have my company in L.A., so I will live in London sometime <laughs> with you. I, Adam can't fly to the podcast uh, just for a day, babe. We have to, That's right, yeah, really. there's things I have to do here. Um, but we love it there. It's, it's fantastic. It is. You know, I studied abroad there when I was at SC. Yeah. Um, I think I told you that in, in 04. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I get it, dude. I mm. It's... It's also, I don't know, you've been out here for a while. The hustle and bustle, yeah. I was just literally talking to a comic about this yesterday about when we both go home to Seattle, it's kind of our reset button yeah. and, our, and our break from the action because, you know, for me at least, I immerse myself in my family and try to be, my mom's always like, you got to sleep more. You gotta, you're just like helping your sister. You're picking up the kids. You're doing all this stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, that's also like fun for me and a distraction, but I didn't come up here just to like sleep and be a, a veg. I like want to do stuff that's I'm not doing yeah. here because yeah. man, I mean, and, and I'd like to hear your take on this, but like it, it is, it, it's a blessing and a curse being in LA because I, I know you as well feed off the energy of being yeah. in the city. And like, totally. there's just, I mean, looking at your view, it's just like, how do you not go mm -hmm. like, fuck, I mean, we're right in the, in the middle of it. Yeah. But then on, on the flip side, it's like, yeah, you can get very get tunnel vision. Yeah, and um, and I'm sure London gives you a little bit of a, no, a break it, from the action. Very, I mean, if you're you know lucky enough, and I'm lucky enough because we don't have kids, also, and yeah. you know, and I'm, you know, things are going you know well at the moment. Yeah, uh, it could change any second, uh, as we all know. Actually, just uh, got a text, Paul. Yeah. Oh, am I out of showbiz? I knew it. <laughs> Dang it! I kept waiting. Hollywood just sent me a group oh, text. Man. Me, Statham, tell your Jared mom I'm on my way to Seattle. <laughs> 
take the kids. She to would school. love that, by the way. Don't you joke about that on air. <laughs> exactly. She will have a bed made and a soup bowl on the bed. Done. Yeah. No, but I, you know, because yeah, I, I live, you know, lived in L.A. for forty years. Yeah. You know, just straight through after coming from Michigan, and you know, spent a lot of time kind of like I hate L.A. blah blah blah, but then you kind of like it, you know, and the business is here and all that. But then having gone away for four years, basically, you know, doing these two movies that I did there. I, when I come back, I'm like, oh, I kind of love L.A. now. Like, it's really fun to be back, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I have a place in New York, too. So I'm able to bounce all over the place. And, you know, I'm very, very lucky. But if, you know, in a perfect world, if you can kind of be different places so you never wear one place out, that's the ultimate way to go. Of course. But, you know, it's a very bougie way to live. Too. Have you assimilated to the uh, the cultures of London? I remember when I was studying yeah. abroad there, most of the Americans in my program couldn't help themselves to – develop little, you know, uh, English affectations and like cheers. And you're just like, you're from Rancho Cucamonga, Gary. (laughs) Well, yeah, I can't tell you how many people say to me, when I come back there, I'm so surprised you don't have a British accent. I'm like, how big of a fucking asshole would I be if I was suddenly like, oh, hello. Hello, Adam. Yes, I'm back. It's like, <laughs> really? But 11 a.m. sounds just splendid for the podcast. But then when they say that, I go, so you would actually be cool if I suddenly was talking like a like a fake Brit? Which I know I would just talk like Terry Thomas, which is a really old reverend. I say, yes, hello. Um, you know. All right. Well, now there's going to be a, a nice collection of people online that are going to uh, yeah, look up your Terry Thomas. Uh, the videos on YouTube. Who would love? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, well, isn't that like kind of what Madonna and Johnny Depp more or less? Well, yeah, done? totally. I mean, remember when Madonna came back? We all thought she was insane. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm like, really? Do I get a free pass if I show up as a now sixty year old man who uh, has a completely new accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, you'd be cool with that. <laughs> Burgess bit Burgess. I just did this not to butcher it, or but he just did this funny bit about Madonna so about funny. her being. I think she's dating a young guy, or the pictures she's posting that are really sexual, and her being like. You know, I think up close to maybe 75, 80. I don't know. But he goes, he goes, everyone's always like, oh, 80's new 40. He goes, no, it's not. It's fucking 80. Because you're old. He goes, you were fuck- the most fuckable person on the planet for three decades. Wasn't that enough? Exactly. <laughs> like, just that idea. Of, I don't know. You know, Burgess, the one comedy routine in this world that I, I, I runs through my head more mm. than anything is Burgess's, the, the stages of acceptance of having to take a shit on an airplane. Oh, my Every time God. I'm on an airplane, I just, that routine comes up. Because occasionally you're like, oh, no, I can't yeah. possibly do this. Oh, I literally just had to, uh, yeah, Burr is, is a master and he, I, I literally just had to, um, you know, t- turn uh, 40 in June and I was talking about just like the different ways maybe you get treated uh, in certain ways just that you feel older or people more attentive to like, are you okay? And I got on this plane and, and I was in the bathroom. I go for no more than 90 seconds and the flight attendant comes by and goes, is everything okay in there? And I go, yeah, bitch. I go, you served me eggs on a plane that were microwaved and surprised they didn't fucking sit well. So if I want to, you know, drop those oxygen masks, uh, be a hero, but like. <laughs> if it was going well, it's not going well now that you knocked on the door and clenched me also, up. Also, I'm trying to figure out how to take a shit in a airborne coffin that's not big oh, enough for the size of a person. Like it's, yeah. Well, it's almost like they don't want you to go in there because they're like, try to get comfy. Oh, definitely not. You know, my favorite story of all time, and I, I, I want to make a movie, a lot of stakes on the plane about this, but yes. you never could. There was a, that there was a flight that they were like an hour into the flight and somebody took a shit in the bathroom that was so horrendous they had to turn the plane around the and f- do an emergency landing it that stunk up the place so 
bad. Paul. And so every time I think maybe I'll pull it off, it's like, oh no, I'm going to be the guy. No. Oh my God. Yeah. What is it? Is it? Well, there's so many like then meme snakes on a plane, (laughs) shits on a plane, whatever it is. That's crazy. When was that? That was like a few years. I mean, it was probably five or six years ago now. As far as poop poop related news stories go, I feel like I'm up to date. Like the last one I feel like that really was big was that cruise ship that (laughs) where it was, you know, the, the, what it was, all the power went out, the food, right? Everything. And then people and everybody was shitting, but there was no sewage system. So like there's, and I think the the, mounting up. Yeah. I think, and then so everything smelling shit, but I think also like, Something happened where the boat, <laughs> everything sloshed. Over every, everybody got covered God. in shit. I remember like people posting pictures, being like, "I'm covered." Yeah, you know my biggest recurring, recurring nightmare. I have two recurring nightmares, that, or not re- the the theme of them. Please, one is that I'm up super high on something and I'm unstable. I'm going to fall off it. But, but the biggest one is I'm always going into the worst bathroom in the world <laughs> with no shoes or socks on, and the toilets full over. Sopping I have to wet. walk through shit and just like and it's oh it, it happens God. all the time. I always wake up like what. The the fuck is the in my head that I was makes gonna, this <laughs> yeah we should figure this out uh you, you got some really good weed we should also we should also google there's those dream you know i think we all know people that are just like you know i'll tell you what that dream means mm, right you like go. you're like you know there's books there's things where, where you can break down or i guess analyze but i'd be curious to know <laughs> mo do you mind looking that up what if, if you're dreaming about walking into a bathroom with no shoes but that also is a i mean the reality of that is uh I mean, fuck. Well, I'm yeah. just put off by shit and everything. <laughs> Me so. too. Also, like, why was why is a bathroom floor ever so wet? Like, what happened in oh, there where somebody oh. needed to truly just <laughs> let it let it go, let it go, well, leave the faucet? Well, guys on. get into a bathroom and they think it's a fucking free for all. I if, know. It, if, it, if it's a public bathroom, yeah, it's just like is is it the greatest thing a guy can do is to piss all over his sink, <laughs> the seat? You know, it's like what the fuck? Um, <clears throat> if, if I, yeah, oh, here we go. Please, what, what we got? It signifies your desire to release all the tension you feel in your waking life. Oh, wow. Boy, really? I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Who yeah. came up with that? Did you read that on jambajuice.com? <laughs> I feel like that's not a verified site to... Uh... <laughs> Oh, tell yeah. me my dream dot. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Isn't yeah. that my dating uh, <laughs> app? <laughs> um, can I launch two? I never, I always said if I was a stand up, I have two bits I want to. Not oh, two, please. No, it's not a bit. I it shouldn't say it. I just, in the world of shit, there's two terms that I always want to make popular. Yes. Uh, <laughs> My wife will kill me. <laughs> um, one is a broken arrow, yes. which means when you take a shit, but you don't get it all out. Yep. You know there's more in there, but you can't yes. get it. Yes, yes. And then the, We've other, all been there. the other is fanfare. When you go to the public restroom and you take a shit, but first all that, well, that loud gas comes out, and you're like, I thought I could get away with this. So that's fanfare. It's all the trumpets, all the celebration, but no, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there oh you go, everybody. Please God. please put broken arrow and fanfare into your, in your everyday into your vernacular. Right. Oh, my God. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast, and I'm sitting down because I got some big news. Usually I'm standing up to do comedy, but I'm sitting down now because I got the deal of a lifetime. First of all, sitting is bad for you. We all know that, whether we're sitting on planes or sitting on a beanbag chair watching porn in front of our kids, there's just too much damage you do on the body. Thankfully, Axion has come up with a chair that allows your pelvis to move the way it does while you walk. So all 33 vertebrae align into perfect posture. The result, better breathing, better blood flow, and relief from the pain. It's crazy what you can do when you set your body to do it. Now, these guys are homies of mine. 
My buddy Dennis uh, worked with the Clippers as their doctor for 27 years. He runs a wellness center called Peak Wellness. He's a fucking gangster and has uh, saved me from surgery numerous times. Uh, I actually met Justin Bieber at his place. Um, and uh, and I was in my boxers getting cupping done. And Bieber and I locked eyes. And I was like, this is how we were supposed to meet. And Bieber smiled. And I never saw him again. Um, but... Uh, this chair is a game changer. It's changed the way I live. It's changed the way I breathe, the way I sit. And you guys right now can get that chair for 25% off uh, using the promo code ALN25 at all33.com. It's incredible. You got to get it. It's the only chair out there to get. We will be getting them for the studio. Go to all33.com and use promo code ALN25 for 25% off this chair. Is there ever a world where you go, all right, I've, I've hit all my, uh, my career highlights where the state, like, do you ever, like, you know, I just did a show at the a store last night. Met Kevin Bacon was there. Met oh, him I randomly. saw that you saw your picture. Man, it was the coolest. I even then fanned out to him and I told him it was cool because there was this great, uh, crowd work moment where the, a guy in the crowd, uh, and I was talking to him and, and, um, and he goes, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of crowd interaction. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, he uh, goes, uh, somehow got on like, oh, do you smoke weed? Oh, well, when, I'm, when I used to play music, oh, I still play music. I'm in a band. Oh, you play bass. What's the name of your band? Boxcar. Okay. I go, what's one of your uh, big hits? And he goes, uh, uh, arms around me. I go, oh, hell yeah. That's the, um, I go, do you mind if I take a stab at what I think arms around me sounds like? <laughs> Everyone laughs and starts clapping. So I'm like, awesome. There's a great crowd fully on board for me to just improvise a song. And it's just a, about a 90 second, I mean, all over the place. I'll send you the clip. You and, and it was like, and and then at the end of it, I somehow can't, found the rhyme to then get to uh, with our, our uh, all arms all around me till I get it and that got the big whatever and I was like you guys were waiting for me just fucking rhyme the chorus man get to it and Bacon afterwards was like so did you have that song like ready in your head wow. and I was like no I never met that guy before and then his buddy was like you don't just have songs ready just in case that happens I go <laughs> I go, I hope you understand how crazy that question sounds, but like also thank you for thinking that that was pre-planned, but, really. but, but it was so spontaneous, but, um, it's but, uh, but then, um, I said to Bacon, I go, I loved, and I want to know if this happens to you where the, he did a movie called the air up there where it was about oh, yeah. an NBA scout that yeah. went to uh, Africa, loved that. it. Big basketball fan thought he was great. I think he's just one of those guys that is always great mm -hmm. and solid. And he, was like, oh, deep cut. And then his uh, daughter told me, he's like, yeah, he's a certain movies, like he just is like, oh, like looks back, I guess, with like, you know. Why with, wasn't it a hit? Yeah. yeah. And also like, oh, I doesn't almost like when it gets brought up that people love it because yeah. he also was just like, ah, oh, that was the past and I've done so much cooler shit. Right. And um, does that ever happen with you when people fan out on certain things or that, that you're like, oh, that still maybe gets at me because I'm like, oh, we didn't have a certain way to right. to finish or or make it as good as we could have. Or no, I, for more, it, it's when you're talking to director, uh, know this, everyone. Um, you know, when people come up and say, oh my god, my favorite movie of yours is the one you did seven movies ago. You're always kind of like, oh, okay, thanks, and it's cool. You know, everybody loves Bridesmaids, and I love that. And I, trust me, I'm yes. happy when anybody likes anything. But you are kind of like, did you see Simple Favor? Did you like one, that? Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because it is a you're like, well, if you love that, then that clearly means that you're on board with what I'm doing and right. you probably follow. Yeah. So why like bring up the most recent thing? And you feel shitty like complaining about it at all. But it just sometimes like when somebody comes out like, Oh, I love spies, my favorite movie, or like, you know, I love Last Christmas, you're like, Oh yeah, you almost want to embrace them. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Something I did recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what it is too? It's just it just goes back to that like certain movies connect with people in a certain way to where it's like yeah. uh, you know, the uh, obviously like uh, you know it, 
you you and you have spanned the gamut with like having a movie for everybody. It's like, and again, I don't know if that's like a conscious choice where you're like, I definitely want to, yeah, I want to hit the widest. Going from bridesmaids to simple favorite to spy, I mean, like, all so different, and now School for Good and Evil, like, mm. so different from yeah. anything you've done. Yeah, and totally. that has to be as you're picking projects, a little part of the. Yeah, I always look for something different, a new challenge. I mean, I, sometimes I, I go, is I don't know if it's even smart career wise because you know it's like I'm a big Joe Jackson fan, you mm. know, but I always remember like when like suddenly the third album was completely different from the second album you know and he would always change up and as a fan back then i'd be frustrated by that but now i go like oh that's so fucking cool you know but so you gotta kind of walk this line of i don't want to subvert people's expectations or feel like them to feel like i'm going like well you like that well fuck you i'm not gonna do that but at the same time they all feel like the same movie to me you know if so many people were like the school for good and evil such a departure i go it's just freaks and geeks with magic you know at the end of the day if you look at it but I, I, playing a different genres is super fun. I love it. Well, which is why Pooh Plane is obviously Plane, the next here it move. comes. Exactly. Here it, here it comes, by <laughs> the way. Oh, my God. With we the plane, it. I don't know if it's landing, uh, and it's everybody freaking, because you see those like Final Destination posters where everyone's freaking out. So it's something like that, but maybe it's they can't get the bathroom door open. No, the oxygen masks won't come down, so that's the problem. <laughs> Pooh Plane, not a bad Poo title. Plane, I think it's, a, it's you know, now, be on a double bill with Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> it's Con Air with poop. That's the pitch. <laughs> exactly. And Cage has to be in it. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah, totally. Is there a guy or gal out there where you're like, I want to jam with that? Like, do you have a wish list of people that you want to jam with as you keep oh, going? Yeah, totally. Yeah, every, totally. every director yeah. does, right? Yeah, but I don't dare say it because I don't want to put off the people of course. who aren't on the list. Of course. Um, now, jokingly about Poop Plane. Yes. And I, I, hearing you say, like, you know, selfishly, that's something you, you're like, I want to, like... <laughs> Now I don't know if I could get two hours out of that movie. I was just gonna say, like, we, you can say it, you say it, and I know that you are joking, but also being a creative person, there's a part of you that then I'm sure has to take a step back and analyze. Like, all right, if I was gonna write, have you given any actual thought to like? No, 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 it's impossible. There's no possible way to make that movie. Maybe like, like Paul, there's actually a market. You're like, we gotta hey, get this motherfucking poo off this motherfucking plane. Exactly. Maybe, oh. maybe we really stock it up. Make it like, you know, an airport movie. But also, know. like, I mean, a plane, I know on a company minor, this was, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. that you did was is airport plane based. <laughs> yes, but a, but a, and a giant hit. <laughs> but you have, love that movie. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, I, that one almost ended my career. But uh, thank you. You've told me that. You said it put you in movie jail. <laughs> yes, it did. Which is so crazy. Sorry, I cut you off. No, please. Thought. Yeah, I was on a poop plane tangent. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm just trying to get make sure nobody else steals this poop plane <laughs> idea. <laughs> Not that you want to yeah. crush the idea of it getting any forward exactly. motion. You just don't want anybody to take it. Poo poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> but is there? Uh, well, also like you haven't done a com like a, a true comedy on just a plane. Like no, right? No, I remember talking to. Um, uh, oh, wait, I mean, Bridesmaids had a big plane. Right, but I'm saying like one that truly, ex- like right. an Air Force One or a yeah, uh, yeah. airplane. I'm saying something that's only like on, and I don't know if that is like appealing or not appealing. Like, well, I just think Airplane did it so well okay, that great. you just kind of go like, why would I even? I love you for saying that. I, that. I talked to um, uh, some of your execs a while back. It was after I went on <laughs> the uh, New Kids on the Block cruise with our buddy Joey McIntyre, <laughs> and I opened for them, uh, and then hung out on oh, this joy. cruise with you know three thousand plus mm. drunk crazy new kids fans of all ages <laughs> got propositioned by a <clears throat> seven-year-old woman uh who we're taking tequila shots with on the lido deck at like 2 a.m and she nice. goes you know i saw that you're friends with the band i saw you following the band around oh. and i go i go oh yeah and she goes this is my 20th cruise she goes i love these guys and i know you're friends with them and i go that's awesome i go they're great can't wait for the show tomorrow it's gonna be a blast and she goes i'll tell you what i'll make you a deal you show me where donnie Wahlberg's sleeping and i'll fuck him for you 
Oh, verbatim. And I go, Real. have you ever negotiated before? I go, what do I get out of this? <laughs> I just say, like, <laughs> the satisfaction of knowing you hooked Donnie up. I would just smell my fingers. All right, you got yourself a deal. Um, but, uh, but after that cruise, I hadn't been on a concert cruise before. Right. And so I'm sitting down with... Uh, with 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 uh, Dan and uh, and a couple of of your uh, sweet peeps and just telling them stories mm. and we all just kind of then were like man like just you know fantasizing about and talking about you know a a, a, a cruise ship comedy yeah and then it just kind of opened this idea of like oh man how many comedies where truly um, that uh, it's got to be in one place the whole time yeah feels challenging and yeah. also um, you know just haven't seen it a ton I, so is that something that is ever unappealing or appealing to you, like being in one spot? Are you always... No, I mean, if, if it if it works, you know, I mean, you know, Die Hard's basically kind of a one location yeah. movie and yeah. it works great. So there's something great about being trapped somewhere and having right. to get out and, you know, and I, but I always need to figure out how I can make it funny. Right. Uh, but no, I, I would love that, you know, be, I'm, I'm up for any challenge as long as the idea is great. Uh-oh, here he goes. Idea for movie. Uh, Paul has greenlit um, the uh, comedy cruise ship uh, comedy. Yes. Uh, it'll be a spinoff from Pooh Plane. It'll be Pooh Ship. There you go. And um, Otherwise known as Speed 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speed 3. Wait, was there a Speed 3? No, there's Speed 2. Which on a cruise speed... ship was so funny because... Oh, my God. <laughs> just because the first Speed was so great because it was so fast. And yes. they go, a cruise ship isn't that fast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Slowing it down. You know, I'm sure it's great, but I've not seen it. So, speed 4 uh, on a bird scooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the back of a sloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the heavy friendship themes in in the movie um, were, and I know you're saying like freaks and geeks um, with magic. Like we're so, I know a lot of my buddies' kids sent me uh, so many messages hmm. saying that they like were very vocal about like loving that part of it. Oh, I love and that. Um, how um, I guess in the casting, needing the the gals to really feel like mm. I don't know how much time was spent on them getting to know each other. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you have to do a chemistry read right. when you're going to match up right. two, you know, leads like that. But we were casting during the pandemic. And so I was doing all the casting over over Zoom. Oh shit! And what happened was when we decided on them, we need to do a chemistry read. You had to do it on Zoom, <laughs> which was crazy. But then I was like, okay, if they have chemistry over Zoom, then it's going to come flying off the screen. And they did. They had this amazing chemistry on this Zoom call where they were doing the scenes together, and it was just like, wow, that really worked. Is there um, is there a point when you're uh, like? It, you know, adding more to the script and just uh, in the process of making the film where, you know, you just see maybe a, a, a an opportunity or a hole for like, we need to like, you know, there's got to be more of um of a pull apart for them to come together. Is that yeah. like being worked on as you're going or is everything pretty much set? Like once you, well, that's there? all kind of hard baked into the book. Yeah. So you kind of that story, but just I, how to do it most effectively yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and economically and all that. But uh, yeah, you know, you always want, you know, you, the biggest thing is you got to get people to invest in that friendship. It was the yep. same thing in bridesmaids. Yep. Like you, you wanted them, you wanted to be so in love with that friendship that when it started to fall apart, your whole goal is like, oh my God, we want to yeah. repair the friendship. We want you guys back together again. So yeah, you did right away. That, yeah, exactly. Um, the premiere, was that fun? Do you like... I, oh my God, that was a fun premiere. You yeah. guys went all over. But I mean, but the that, LA one, the yeah. LA one yeah. I've never... I, that's the biggest response I've ever had to a movie. That I was mean, they were going crazy. They were it was, cheering. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you right after that, like, because I know you're, you're, you work the carpet well. You're so like, hmm. you're great with interviews. You're funny. You're like, again, it's like you're... You represent your projects well, which is right. like when, when I would see you doing a press for, for Heat, Spy, uh, Simple Fate, like and you're going on all these talk shows i'm like 
I, I feel like it's rare to see also a director, but also, you know, you just have a comics brain to mm. be out there doing it, to to sell your, your, your shit well, but also be, you know, in a space where it's like people are looking for you to be. Yeah. You're not telling stories. They're just like, this really funny thing happened where oh, you're never going to believe it. So right. Bobby Cannavale. So he, he had to pee and he said, hold it. And he was like, fuck you, Paul. He had to be there. We like, stood around. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, here, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. No, here's the thing I know is that. Any talk show, any press person, brain goes completely dead when they hear a, they're going to have a director. <laughs> like nobody knows what a director does, sure. you know. And they were, I think we're just known for being boring or whatever. So I'm just like, you know, I was a stand-up comedian yes. for years too. So just like, if I'm gonna, if they're going to have me on the show, I got to fucking give them something, you know. And I love it. It's you my favorite enjoy thing. It, you can tell, I love yeah. it yeah. because you know you work so hard on a movie and it takes so long. This was two and a half years yes. working on this movie. It's like when you finally get to promote it, that's the fun part. I'm almost bummed out because now we don't have press. Like we used to have, we used to yeah. be flown all over the world. Yeah, and that was a blast. I loved it. You did. Yeah. When was the last one? I guess that you guys. God, I mean, it, it's. I mean, Bridesmaids and Spy Heat. You guys did a bunch. Uh, Ghostbusters. We went everywhere wow. with that, yeah. so that was kind of cool. Holy shit. And then uh, Simple Favor. We, I mean, we had did some stuff like Paris and all that. But no, yeah. now it's you know it's all kind of over Zoom and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, video links and stuff. So it's a bummer. You don't kind of get that cool thing of getting I, I like going to Australia and promote movies yeah, especially right? comedies like it's such a big market oh my for god yeah but they really like it if you show up they know if you show up and the um so the the carpet and the interview stuff's all fun but when you're sitting then in the theater is it like same thing you're just like seeing all these people you're just jazzed for people to see it yeah but and like you said uh earlier like still not knowing what the response like you probably know confidently at this point people yeah. aren't going to boo and leave right yeah we but, do enough test screenings yes. to know where the laughs are but but then a movie like this is it varies more than a, like a normal comedy because people don't know if they're supposed to laugh in these movies, mm. you know, and sometimes. But this was just nice because it was, you know, that that theater is gigantic. Unbelievable. Know, the Village in Westwood. Yeah. I think it holds like a thousand people or something. Yeah. And, you know, we had our, you know, whatever cast was there and people involved with the movie, but we were way outnumbered by fans and, and people who had won contests and all awesome. that. awesome, yeah. Yeah, so like all dressed up. seven or eight hundred of the people were there. So to hear them just going bananas, I mean. Yeah, how, just, I mean, how We never that? had that. We've never had that big of a response for this movie. Did you get choked up? Like, what does it do? I got yeah. completely choked up. No, I was. I just kept looking at my wife like, oh my god, you know, like they're you know the the target audience is really yeah. buying into it, which that, bodes well for for you know once it hit uh, Netflix, but also yeah. like I don't know, man, I can't imagine you know uh, spending that much time, energy, effort that you've single handedly uh, you know again collaboratively, but you yourself poured into it. So to hear that response is like. What you do it for, right? Yeah, totally. No, totally. But that's why it's so devastating if a movie bombs Oof. or doesn't do well because yeah. you've put all this, your whole life into these yeah. things, you know, and then, you know, and critics love to shit all over stuff if they can. And so, you know, and so when you, some of the, especially when you get those reviews where like clearly they're just having fun making fun of your movie and you're like, dude, like I fucking worked so hard on this. I know. All these people work so hard on this, you know, don't feel sorry for us, but at the same time, like, you know, we were not just, we didn't just like knock this out in an afternoon that's for you to, to make jokes about. Yeah, it's all, I never really, it's, you know, all art is subjective, right? And it's just like, even with comedy, when people, you know, if they come up, you know, will give a backhanded compliment after a show, like, you know, my husband really likes you, but sorry, I've never heard of you. <laughs> oh my God. But I, you were pretty funny. And you're like, cool. You probably could have just said the last part, yeah, you know? Yeah. Don't need to tell me all didn't, that Didn't stuff. need all the other uh, extra extraneous info, but yeah. but also, um, or, or if they... You know, I've had, you know, Karen's come up to me and be like, you know, you shouldn't talk about, you know, because I, I, 
you know, definitely lie, I feel like, on the right side of history politically. But I, uh, you know, I and I, I try to, I don't just do just Trump jokes. I got some right. for both. But totally. people that come up to you that don't like even your, yeah. you know, even oh, like me poking fun anything, at yeah. and this whole thing about the first ladies and, and you know, and, and how they got to all come up with a slogan that really unifies the country at some point. And, and you know, Michelle Obama went hard in the paint with, you know, uh, they go low, we go high. And everybody right. was like, fucking yeah, nice shoulders, MB, right? <laughs> and then Melania Trump's like, be best. And everybody was like, what? You know, and then. <laughs> I think there was, did you leave some words off? Let us know the full sentence in the morning, whatever. Maybe Trump was in the wing, staring her down. And and this woman came up to me just on that and was just like, you know, you shouldn't make fun of Melania. Like, And I was like, is that what you took from that? Yeah. Like, also, I'm just repeating what was. Yeah. Is you're making fun of her by what you're hearing as an insult. Yes. You know what I mean? The lady in the audience. Yeah. Because she's a. No, I know people get well. He, he, the worst thing you can say to uh, well, the second worst thing you can say to a director, um, you know, the worst thing is like the worst thing your is movie sucked. Sucked. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, your movie sucked. Yeah. I hated your movie. That's the worst. But when that somebody, happens, huh? Straight up, just brutal. Not that much. No, but yeah. it can on the internet, of course. Of course, people yeah. love to tell you how much. Well, the internet's your really a great place. Though. It really is. It's really. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Elon, for making it. I, I love the fact that he thought Twitter wasn't enough free speech. All it is is fucking free, free speech. Well, giving me shit about Ghostbusters. <laughs> what the hell? Um, no, but the worst thing that people come and go like, oh, it was cute. It's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Really cute? You know, That's I mean, the choice. first movie I made in my career was this thing called I Am David about a kid who's in a communist labor camp and he has to escape and get all across Europe to find his mother and it's all mm. harrowing and stuff. And I'm on some message board, somebody goes, oh, I saw that. It was a cute movie. He's like, really? God, Cute's yeah, the one you want to pull man. out? Yeah. So, so don't say cute to a director unless they made like an anime movie that's, you know, with bunnies and well, in my defense, cute was my word that I was using a lot at the time, and I felt like it was the appropriate way to dissect what I saw. So. I, well, all right. I, I'll let you get away with it. <laughs> Because you're cute. <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear I, that, Mo? Hey, there you go. I saw your act, Adam. It was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. See? Now oh, the table's turn. <laughs> <laughs> so triggering. Um, uh, you celebrated an anniversary recently. Yes. You and Lori. Congrats. Yep. 28 years together. You guys are married. amazing. Thank you. Relationship goals. Uh, <laughs> I just got married. Uh, any advice? Uh, yes. Um, I've asked all my uh, married uh, fr uh, friends, not all, the ones that I feel like actually have advice. Yeah. Some give uh, advice that were, even I asked Bacon last night and he goes, he goes, nah, you know, everybody's different. Just, you know, figure it out, be good to each other <laughs> and it's something else. And then my stepdad, George, goes, uh, you know, there's two very important words. Oh, there you go. Yes, dear. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a dad joke. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Uh, uh, love the flaws. Love the flaws. Yep. Great advice. Like that? And you guys laugh a lot too, which I feel yeah, like is a lot of laughs. kind of, I feel like yeah. a, a, almost an obvious answer, but yeah. um, love the flaws. And you have to be able to be a part. You have to be able to yeah. be a part on your own and not, you know, and it must be trust, obviously. Yeah. But you have to be, you know, couples that are tied at the hip. I mean, it can work, but in general, it's always kind of burns burns hot and then it kind of burns out. Got to have your own thing. And your yeah, just don't be codependent. Be good with sp if you, space, yeah. You can avoid it, yeah. Um, what... Uh, before we wrap this up, got about 10 more minutes. Is that cool? I'll bring it on, man. I can talk to you all Paul, day. you're the fucking best. You're the best. Mo, how, Mo, by the way, he's been around for um, pretty much all my pods, and he was very fired up for today. Oh, well, thank you, Mo. He's a big fan. Thank he's, you. Thank you. He's got a uh, Paul Feig tattoo on. Well, I'll let him show it to you. No, yeah. Oh, you went in the app, so I thought you were going to. We still have a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes down and there. Full body. What you in, in our, in our uh, little kitchenette, we've still got one. I've got your mug from, you know, when you did it with Brad. Yes. Yes. Well, Brad's under the table if you want to say hello. Oh, hey, Brad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad is a little person if you don't know that, but you listen to the pod, so you know that. Yes. Um, Brad. Uh, 
Brad, what did he just post? He's so funny. He's just always quick with the jokes. He just posted on my picture of bacon. He goes, uh, what did he say? He goes, uh, I got to read this. He goes, uh, uh, I had a podcast with Adam Ray, who was in a selfie with Kevin Bacon. Because, you know, everybody like, there's Bless all him. sorts of six degree uh, jokes. Um, Brad's a gangster. Well, Adam, you, I'm always going to be a fan of Mall TV. <clears throat> oh, that's, oh my God. Please tell, now that we're here live, because there's a point, there's, there's a, it's probably the most engaged and, and a uh, favored thing by people that I respect very much. So, uh, you, I become buds with John Mayer. He it, adores them, has even sent me a few of his own. He also has a, an issue with me being at malls all the time. He's like, I don't understand when you have a choice to be still and lay down somewhere. He's clearly never been a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all we do is kill time at exactly. malls. Exactly. And I'm like, but I'm like, John, there's, there's so much... There's, first of all, great people watching. Right. It's like a way to, when I want to get out of the hotel for a day and not, yeah. you know, go to, uh, you know. But see people and you get, you know, taken yeah, stimulus. Yeah, maybe I need a, a, a fresh t-shirt or like, you know, yeah. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. I found some great boots and I, and there was a guy who ran a little uh, nut stand and he told me about all the different types of nuts for way too long, but there I bought go. like six bags of cashews. <laughs> um, but uh, when you, when you, what do you enjoy about, what is it? Because your comments are always so great and they fill me with so much joy and then i started being like well now i'm making them for paul because like now i really gotta get well it's it's it, it, there's there's a bunch of things i love about it first of all the, the announcer voice is so spot on <laughs> okay. it's hilarious yeah i try to mix up and even if it is a there's a like a um like a spanish style place i try to always have it match <laughs> you, know, yeah. you get that the, 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 that the, you know yeah your pronunciation is thank great. you uh it's your choice of cast members <laughs> makes me laugh so hard and then it's just the reveal it's like what is the store going to be? And wow. it's also people impassively walking past <laughs> your camera as you're clearly standing there doing something really loud. Oh, and sometimes knowing once I lock in on what I'm going to say, which is pretty quick, which is why I'm also like, I don't want to think about too long. I just, but I also am like, did you repeat? Did you already say Tom Everett Scott in last week's episode of, you know, hot lunch or hot box? Um, but then it's like, yeah, there's sometimes I'll do three or four takes in a row to just, cause also it's trying to get it timing wise in yeah. the 15 or whatever seconds for the story. And there's been people who've been sitting there. I'll look down watching me the whole time. And I had one woman at one point be like, you know, your language is, is very crude because I was just like, you know, when a, I think it was, you know, one was like, I don't know, some of yours are very dirty. Yeah, too, yeah totally. Way. But yeah, I, it's, a, it's for a specific audience. Uh, I don't think my mom's a huge fan of them, but uh, she's like, what is a butt fuck principle? I was like, I'm on this, uh, get off Instagram, please. Um, but uh, yeah, the, do you have things like that in your life that are, um, I know I was asking about like YouTube rabbit holes, but like your, yeah. your, um, like, I want to shut down. Like, will you go to the Grove or in London? Is there a place where you're like, I'm going to go, you know, my school, the British, um, American Drama Academy was up the street from Camden Town, yeah, which yeah. is you know a nice strip of oh, shops yeah. and little really restaurants fun. and dive uh, spots. But is there? Um, yeah, I, I walk all over London. I mean, we do. live in Chelsea now, so my favorite thing is Central London. You know, and I like so I take a big walk from Chelsea into Central London, awesome. and go up and down German Street, which is where you know the men's fashions are. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. And then you know, then I go up and down Bond Street where all the fancy stores are. Yeah. And look at that, and then I'll stop somewhere. Yeah, so you know, and like sit, you know, during the summertime, sit outside at a cafe like on St. James's Street and all that stuff. And yeah, and so I, I, I just... I'm always kind of in motion like a shark because I'm all just kind of looking for stimulus and, you know, yeah. and things, you know, ideas to write and all that. And it's just fun to be out and about. So, so you get a lot of... Um, I love that. There's a Gerard Carmichael used to tell me that about um, the comedian when he, he would write a lot by walking... 
like to the comedy store from yeah. where he lived, which is about an hour and change away. But he's like, I yeah. enjoy. It's like it's such a freeing. So you're you're what coming up with ideas, right? Just thinking. It's like a yeah. Just you're observing people. You're looking at you know things as you go and yeah. kind of people against different environments. I don't. Yeah. All all I do is kind of wait around and wait, walk around and wait for the synapses to kind of connect. You yeah. know. So you go because you never know when that idea hits you, and when it does, and it doesn't happen very often. But when suddenly you have that like, oh my god, I got it. You know, I know what I want to do. Yeah. So you, I, I think I just kind of like a vampire looking for that. You know, are you already um, uh, were you able to enjoy like um, you know the success and, and enjoying, um, or is it almost like you know the the high of the um, mm. of the pills and no of the <laughs> of the applause and everybody. Um, the next morning, was it like what next? Well, no. As a movie's coming to an end, as you're getting towards the end of the process, you start to panic of like, okay, what's next? You know, because wow. I don't generally have the next thing lined up. Uh, I usually kind of have an idea. Because yeah, you don't want to distract yourself with no. But also, then you kind of once if you line stuff up too much in advance, once you're f- finished with the project, sometimes you're like, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Oh, you know, yeah. it's it's also what opportunities be... are coming your way because of yeah. how this yeah. is now playing out, right? Totally. To- you want to be open to those if they show up but also then the terror of like if you don't have anything lined up and then nothing shows up wow so you don't quite know what to do and then then also beat yourself up about like i want to have an original idea mm. you know because I, I my favorite thing is to you know to write an original thing you know like i do with a spy and all that but sometimes you're just not there you're kind of like I, I don't know you know and, and i want to work i don't want to sit around and yeah take a chance on you do love working it's i like, love working yeah i will work until i drop dead yeah. i love that um all right well before we wrap this up <clears throat> oh, oh! I had one other question here. Yes. Fav- favorite, uh, favorite part about movie making at this point because you've done so much. Is there one yeah. aspect to it all that is, I guess, maybe you know, other than the whole process beginning to end, mm. like just one, and it can be a handful of things too that you yeah. just really. Um, well, I love working with actors. You know, I love that. That's that's the fun. You know, you know, you spent all this time. Writing and getting something ready to go and getting people to finance it or getting a studio interested and doing all this prep. And then when you get to the set, that's where the magic needs to happen, you know. And so that's why I always try to make it so we don't have to, like, be on such a tight schedule. We have to rush through it so we can play around, you yeah. know, like you and I have done yeah. a bunch of times. So th- that's fun, that interaction with the cast. But then it's also really nerve-wracking when you're making a movie because during production, all you say is, today's the day I could completely fuck it up, no matter how well it's been going. <sighs> so by the time when you wrap and you have all the pieces and you're in the editing room, that's when I really kind of – I don't relax. I'm like, oh, thank God we've got everything. And I yes. don't I think I fucked it up too badly. Yes. Sometimes you'll find out you need more stuff, but um, the editing process is really fun too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's where it's all gets comes together, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I, I, uh, I've said this to you before and bragged about it right after, um, mm-hmm. you know, my my scene. Uh, but mm-hmm. but the way too that you you have such a clear vision, I think, is huge, right? I would say if you're, I'm sure you have give advice to to young directors all the time, but mm-hmm. but I feel like you know. You're you're open to 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 stuff, yeah. which is great, which I think you got to be. But then, like when we were playing around, like you also gave me the freedom to to come in with ideas again, like I was saying, and then mm-hmm. and then um and then crush them, and then uh, <laughs> no, but then give give me things to think about. You weren't telling me you never tell somebody what to do, which is no. really um, no. awesome. And and uh, you gave me things to think about, and then which is great. And then we would do it, and then and then you know didn't also 
feel like I was ever rushed. So it was like, mm. I think we did, you we know, a lot of takes. Yeah, yeah. a lot of takes. Yeah. Uh, you know, some would say too many. Uh, there's probably people that are uh, in the message boards right now being like, you could tell this guy couldn't yeah. nail it. And they had to, you know, edit around. I don't know. You yeah. were very funny. But there's, I remember just very clearly, and it was so gratifying. And I was telling my mom this right after. And she's like, what's the butt fuck principle? I was like, mom, I told you, you're not going <laughs> to get it. Get off the gram. Exactly. Yeah, there's more important shit I'm trying to tell you about, about this movie. And no, she goes, um, she goes, uh, it's so cool that he um, allows you to like find it. And you guys like work together to find it. And I go, there was just a moment when we were like almost had it. And you were like, yeah, and you're like, I'm going to do one more. And then you're like, and just like, you gave me a little adjustment on something. And then hmm. we did it. And then you were just like, you're like, nailed it, got it, moving on. And it was yeah. like awesome. Because it wasn't also like the third take to where it felt like I couldn't get into a right. rhythm. Right. But it was also like, it also felt good to me. I remember like, look and being like, I think that was, and you're like, yep, got it. And yeah. it was like a really satisfying feeling. And I remember walking away, which, you know, you always want to walk away from audition, an actual job being like, did I yeah. give my best, you know? Right. And, uh, and I remember walking away being like, oh, I, I, because of the, 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 the process and the buildup of just, um, going back and forth and getting it to, we, we both felt like we were content with it. Yeah. And, um, no, I mean, that, that's what I love. You know, I, I want you, everybody to have their input and stuff. I know what I need, but then I'm get so excited when somebody gives me something I didn't think of right. or beyond what I want, or right. it makes me then go like, Ooh, do this. Yes. And then, yeah. So, but then by the time you get all the, the, you know, the takes, I always feel like, okay, Oh, we got it. I, I know I have it now. But I always, you know, I never want an actor to leave the set going like, oh, like, I, can I try, you know, totally. if somebody goes like, can I try something? It's like, cool, let's do it. And that's another thing, too, that I feel like I had with you right away, which was like, because you made me feel comfortable, which is a, a huge, you know, um, uh, blessing that you enable actors to do is to feel comfy enough to go like, can I do this? I mean, I remember in Ghostbusters, you were just like, hey, man, I didn't hire you to like hold all your ideas in your head. If you think of something funny, fucking say it. And guess what? We don't have to use it. Um, but I do remember, though, there was I kept holding the uh, the knife in a not intimidating way. And so that was one thing where you're like, we got to make it a little a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're holding it like it's a Sharpie and you're like dangling in front of a kid that you're like, I'll draw a dick on your face, Caleb, you know. Um, so I appreciate it. you that. did it. You know, yeah, then, I did it. You would thank, and then thank you because that was a scene we didn't have originally that I wrote. And it was like, oh. We just need a moment where Sophie defends her friend, you know. That's and, awesome. And, and you, you know, it's like, who can I have play this role? I know. Oh man, Adam Ray. I love Is he around? And I you were just you. coming back from uh, Australia. Australia. This yeah, I, was, I think it was like it they, almost didn't work out. Yeah, you guys were like, can you just come back like a day early? And I was like, yeah, duh. Like the only thing was going to be to go to Sydney and eat at Wahlburgers again, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Exactly. Come on. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a blast. Um, no, so all right, so we're gonna close this out with a um a song. Uh, a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sing uh, boxcars. <laughs> Hit, uh, arms around me. Aww. No, uh, we're gonna do a ten question uh, questionnaire inside the actor studio. Okay. Uh, James Lipton, RIP. Uh, I'm going to be James Lipton okay. and give the uh, the last ten questions that James would close out the show with to okay. our guest, Mr. Paul. Is Fee. this like a lightning round? Uh, no, it's take your time. So okay. it's like, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. You can give a funny answer or the real answer. Hmm. I think um, you know when I said uh, like, there's the question, what turns you on? And when I asked Matthew McConaughey that, I think he was like, you know, perception. And I was like, okay, well, let's just, let's just end it. Like I was hoping for something a little sillier, but uh, yeah. Um, Sweet Chrysler yeah. money. <laughs> Sweet Chrysler money. That's funny. Um, all right. So here we go. I'm lifting. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm here with Paul Feig. Hmm. Hello, James. Hello. You smell great. Thank you. Paul, what is your favorite word? Corn. <laughs> 
Why? I just think it's it it could be corn the food of the band. Uh, no, the 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 the, the food. <laughs> Although the band, you know, I just watched Woodstock '99, so I just saw corn in action. Um, no, I think I think corn could be the new fuck because it's got it's got the hard consonant. It's kind of got that explosive sound, you know, and it, uh, it it's 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 a good satisfying word to say. It I comes love out that. nicely. That's what she said. <laughs> What is your least favorite word? Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, 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 what is my least favorite word? Gosh, um, I know most people say moist. You know how many people hate the word moist? Yeah. I'm not going to say that because I have no problem with moist. I have no problem with moist. Yeah, but some people just Betty Crocker so had no problem it. with moist. She was like, all my Clearly. cakes are moist. Clearly. Like, what do you want me to say? Wet, drip, like a wet cake? Do you want a wet cake or do you want a moist cake? <laughs> Um, my least favorite word is um, cute. <laughs> Great answer. Go, see. What turns you on? Oh, uh, wait, I was going to, I was going to say McConaughey's and I forgot. <laughs> uh, McConaughey's answer. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, <clears throat> working. <laughs> what turns you off? Uh, not working. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Uh, corn. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, you know, it's I'm great. Go with the F word. It truly is. Now, are you a, um, hard like do you hit the ck or is it the f like when you do you like fuck is yeah that, is that yeah fuck. yeah God damn. yeah yeah so it's i think it's more f you it's a great release too like oh, it's, it's i feel like i mean that's why i like doing r-rated movies like i you know when we did the heat it was just like i kept saying to melissa say say it more did you really <laughs> she was like i can't say it any more than i already am <laughs> oh my god i always uh tell people too, like because they're like uh, you know they're like how much did melissa get to just go out i was like i think paul gave her like pretty free range <laughs> oh, yeah, to like range. <laughs> to to add in and to go i mean you know again another movie where you just gave everybody you know the freedom to use all the weapons but 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 also not uh inappropriately placed i feel like it wasn't no sometimes you know you maybe see an old comedy special where you're like oh the swearing is i can't focus like it was yeah. all uh, you did a good job of finding the right Dang. places. Well, I found that some people can swear really well, and some people are terrible at swearing. Great call. Yeah, I mean, some people just it, it hits you like, oh, it, like it just is jarring. Yeah. And it feels weird. But the people who can, like Melissa, it's just like they're like a jazz artist. You're just like, oh man, come wow, on, wow, yeah, keep it coming. What did she? Was there? Did she have an f bomb when she said to? Uh, um, Tom Wilson about uh, something. I don't know what she said. Tiny to him. mouse balls or anything. yeah, was that it? I, yeah. One of my favorite lines in that movie is when he goes, "I have a um, a six year old son that calls me grandpa." Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, like, yeah my six year old calls me. Grandpa. Yeah, this job's getting to me. I'm so stressed. You know like, how old I yeah. am? Thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, credit the great Katie Dippled for a lot of. Oh, lines. Katie Dippled crushed it. Um, all right, what uh, what sound or noise do you love? Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I, I have miso, mis, misophonia. What is that? It's a thing where I get very disturbed by noises. Yeah, not loud noise, just certain noises. Like somebody biting into an apple can drive me into a rage. Oh man! Or like crunching. Like yeah. you know, if you're by somebody just crunching. Not on a big shit. fan of the crunching. Or like the uh, if you're like taking like this used to bother me in elementary school. The kids that had their sandwiches wrapped in not saran wrap, but like oh yeah yeah, um, or maybe just saran wrap. No, the, no, the 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 wax paper. Cellophane. Yeah, wax paper, and yes. just oh, like it was. Yeah. She's like, fucking, you know, I don't know. Just don't eat today. Yeah. I, you know? No, I, I've, I've had dinner with Richard E. Grant, and he's got the same things. So we've, we've bonded over our Great. Just things that make us, like, lose our minds. Yeah. Uh, but favorite sound, um, my wife's voice. Great answer. What sound <laughs> What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, you said that. In love. Okay, yes. great. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, well, I wish I could be a, like a, a jazz musician. I wish I was like a Whoa. great, uh, like saxophone player. I think Whoa. that would be really cool. The sax to me is 
arguably, I mean, piano looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. But man, the sax, mm-hmm. you're just like. You're just cool, you know? You're just cool. Yeah. Like when Clinton did it on Arsenio, it was like, yeah. oh. You're like, like, he's cool. Yeah. I would, I want to be an intern, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, uh, I, know I played the clarinet for <clears throat> four years, not bragging, but uh, I was terrible. I would, I was always third chair because I was more concerned with making people laugh in the band. And then yeah. also <clears throat> I would practice at home and then get nervous for the test. So they would have yeah. you test mm-hmm. like in front of the whole class. And then I would challenge, there was a kid named Clement Lee, uh, who was the first chair, and you could challenge, right? So I was third chair, like, and there was like 14 third chairs. I was like three towards the end. I was very bad. But my mom was always like, this is a gateway to a sax. Like, I want you to play that because your dad left and it's my favorite instrument and I need this. No. And so um, and so I remember challenging Clement and they would put us in a uh, the closet in the music room and, uh, and he'd go, all right, uh, you guys decide who's going to go first, Clement or Adam. You decide we won't know, and we'll judge as a class. <laughs> so he goes, all right, whoever's going to go first, go. And then uh, and it would be Clement playing. Unbel- like the kid was unreal. I think he still plays professionally now. Right. And it was just an amazing, whatever song chosen for the test. And then next up, and then he goes, all right, number two, go. And I just go, Meh. and then I go, fuck, yeah. can I start again? And everybody just starts laughing. You know it is. Clearly me. You knew it was me already. Oh, my God. And then, and then I would walk out being like rigged whatever and i was like he was in there talking shit like and just making a bit out of it and i remember mr harshman my band teacher would always be like do you want to play this or are you just like another is this just an audience it's just a gateway you? to the sax yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to please your mom yeah yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm a drummer actually I, are you really I, yeah yeah i have been my whole life not a great drummer but i'm a good drummer i've been in a lot of bands i'm a good beat drummer but uh That's you know awesome growing up i had a you know a big drum kit in my in my bedroom and my my bedroom faced the neighbor house like face their driveway yeah. and stuff so these poor people had to just put up with me playing the drum you know and you're pounding away yeah the whole thing but you know and i was fine but then one day i had a friend mark lewis who was uh in our school and he was like an amazing drummer and he came over and he started playing my drums like crazy and all i remember is my neighbors that like later that day they're like you got really yeah. good <laughs> we're okay with it now i know i'm just kind of like oh i can't keep this going because yeah. unless mark comes over every day <laughs> mark please keep up with the facade that my neighbors <laughs> think i'm cool uh that did you want to be in a band at one point? I was in a lot of bands, yeah. But I mean, like from that, from that, where you like was that on oh, a professional tr- drummer? Yeah. No, I, no, no. I, I, I find you because know, I'm a guitar player too, and all yep. that. I would play. I love playing music, and then I would hit a certain point a few hours in and go like, and now I got to drop it. Like I, I would just. I would get it would I would get depressed all of a sudden. Wow. So I kind of go like, okay, this isn't my profession. It's gotcha. just a fun outlet. Yeah. Well, what were some of the band names? That oh you my were in? well, I've been in some really shitty. Is band there footage names. anywhere? There are, yeah, there is. Can we do some fake, like, where are they now, VH1 doc about, like, some of these old yeah. bands? Well, I was, oh, my God, totally. Well, the very first band I was in, uh, it, was, it was this, we were all in the same music class together, music, uh, you know, teaching place. Yeah, yeah. And um, started a band, but we had to rehearse at this kid's parents' house all the time. And so we would kind of start rocking out, and the mom would always come in, like, no, stop, or the dad, like, you, and they would make us play, like, these, like, Blue Spanish Eyes yes. and, you know, yes. and all these like wedding band yes. songs. Um, and then, so the mom, we were going to play a gig and <laughs> they, she forced us to be called the Kinsmen. And I was so upset. He's like, the Kinsmen, what the fuck? Yeah. Are we some weird folk band from the <laughs> 50s or something? And then she was a kind of an, a character, uh, like a, you know, short caricatures. Yeah, yeah. And she, for our card, drew a picture of the band and she drew me with the biggest fucking nose I've ever seen in my life. And I look like, like, I don't know, like Gilligan if he was melting or something. <laughs> I was like, wait, your kids look really good in this. And yeah. why am I stuck in the fucking Kinsman and this and look terrible? Oh. 
and then but we played my, my dad was in uh, um, <laughs> it was a Kiwanis guy and so oh, yeah. every year they would do the Kiwanis pancake breakfast that was the big thing you know so people come from all over the community and do this thing so they hired us to play so we played and we were really good and it was a like, quiet kind of you know background music and all this so then the next year I had kind of quit the band and my dad brought them back and this suddenly they came in like a fucking rock band what they cranked everything up and we're like playing this big rock thing in the middle of this pancake breakfast <laughs> all the Kiwanis guys oh my god they're running around and all I remember is the kid's dad who always used to yell at us because we didn't play budding music going off on my dad like you're you know you're killing their artistic creativity even I as a teenager go like you can't come into a fucking pancake <laughs> breakfast and play fucking rock music at the top of your it's you like know. a bachelor party at a funeral you're just like that's the wrong vibe but the wrong totally everyone's trying to chill out have a couple uh yeah couple cakes um that was the, the, the demise of the kinsman there you go when you quit the band was that a big deal i feel like that's such a like <laughs> I, it's I, almost like uh yeah i don't know not that you fantasize about quitting the band but i feel like i've seen so many shows and movies where it's like somebody's like i'm out and it's always so devastating oh no totally that? well yeah th this one wasn't so bad because i think they kind of got tired of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, I was but, pushed out. But yeah. I was in a but I was in a band with one of my best friends in high school who was an amazing guitar player, mm. Randy Smith. He was great. And um, so we started a band, kind of this, you know, a uh, new wave band or yeah. whatever. And we got a big gig at this really, you know, big club in, in Detroit. And so, but we were going to call ourselves the Gizmos. That was our name, yes. the Gizmos. And so we're backstage getting ready to go on. And somebody comes in they go, you know, there's a band called Gizmo that plays. And I was like, fuck. So we had to change the band name before we went on. So we go... The tools. Okay, we're the tools. Oh so, my god! So then we came out as the tools, but then it kind of we didn't kind of realize that you know if you call somebody a tool, then you know, it's not necessarily sure. a good thing. But we just yeah. thought it was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Wow. But I, but oh, so I was in that band. But again, kind of how I would start to go like, do I want to be in a yeah. band? But I didn't know how to quit because it was my one of my best friends. Yeah. So I made the great move, great decision to have my dad call my friend and quit for me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Um, you know, Paul, he's yeah. got him behind in his studies, and I don't want him in the band, so he's going to quit. And, of course, I immediately get a phone call from him like, what the fuck, yeah, dude? Yeah. You have your fucking dad oh, quit God. the band for you? And it's like, oh, Felly, the biggest yeah, fuck. idiot. I had my mom do something similar, but it was calling the nurse to tell her that when I uh, – when they um, – when they have everybody, uh, there's a point when you go get a checkup in elementary school and everybody goes to the nurse. <clears throat> and I didn't want to uh, take my shirt off because um, my boobs were bigger than the nurse. And I didn't want uh, her to see that. And I didn't want to make her feel bad. There you go. Everyone goes, oh, you were embarrassed? No, no. I didn't want to make her feel bad. <laughs> I did it for her. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sorry, I can. I can no, you're good. Tangents. No, no. This is great. I just uh, was told we need to, to okay. wrap it. Here right. we go. Last question. Uh if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> I really love your movies. <laughs> and I hope, I, I heard those rumors there's going to be a sequel to Pooh Plane. Yeah, they, that's right, right. By the way, that's my God voice. Oh, what I, it, wow. I like uh, I just, I always think of it as an older, like, not Anthony Hopkins, but like, it's all like, I just like, very, like. He's kind of the guy, like Floyd the Barber. <laughs> yeah. Going on there, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was great. Thank you, Ed. Paul. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. I you're, always have fun with you. You're an amazing uh, man. You're um, you're just uh, you've been so great to me. I appreciate all the opportunities. Um, you are, you are what we call money in the bank in, in the business because you go like there's certain people you go like let's just bring them in. They're gonna nail it. They're gonna bring something that we didn't expect, and they're great. And that's you. I love you, dude. Love you back. Um, Paul Feig on Instagram and Twitter. 
Yep, there you go. Uh, I don't know. Twitter, who knows? Twitter, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going on? But uh, as for now. Your gin, let's give it a plug, is yes, incredible. Please. Thank you. So good. Um, uh, where, where, where's the best place? Uh, for- Artingstall's Brilliant London Dry Gin. Go to artingstallsgin.com, and it'll tell you all the places you can get it. And we're getting out more and more in the are. world as we go. Um, and then I have a cocktail book coming out. Shut up. Yeah, it comes out next week. Or I don't know when this is airing. On the 15th, as of the 15th of uh, November. Monday. Okay, there you go. It comes out that day, I think. The following week. The, no, I think so that's the, the next day, I think. Is it? What is this month? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it might actually Tomorrow. be the day that, that yes, yeah, here it comes. Get it now. Yes. Well, during COVID, you were so brilliant with the, um, what oh, was my, sh- my IG show? Yeah, Cocktail Time. And that's the name of the book, Cocktail Time. The amount of people, the engagement on that was incredible. And that, mu- so that, that, that was what out of, like, we were all trying to do. Come up, like, out of boredom, right? You just want to do something. You want to yeah, connect. Yeah, I wanted to help, you know? I kind of like, no, it's going to be sitting around for yep. a long time. And it's like, how can I, you know, I wanted to kind of, how can I make people feel better? I can't, I'm not a doctor, so yeah. I'll kind of, we'll make drinks and try to make people laugh and we'll yes. raise money for, you know, for various yeah, first responders and all that. And it was, it was fun. Yeah. We did a hundred days in a row without a break. And that's Unreal. kind of what this book is based on. But then it's, it's a lot more. It's about advice on how to throw a cocktail party, how Great. to stock your bar. And then a lot of really dumb stories about me. So awesome. Uh, all right. So get that now. We'll put up links for all that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and go get his gin and, um, and, and go watch uh, School for Good and Evil please. again. Yeah, please. Again. Keep watching. Tell other people to watch it. We need the, we need the viewing hours. So uh. and, uh, and look out for Paul in the next installment of Mall TV because I threw him in in the last couple uh, shows. <laughs> I, I, I like my going. cameos were great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you, dude. Oh, love you too, man. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.